Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to industry thought leader podcast. Stand out, be heard, influence, Want to influence real change with your message while become known as an authority in your field? Industry Thought Leader Podcast will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Industry Thought Leader Podcast brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says less dreaming more doing. And joining me on today's show is Chris Bellow. Chris is a podcaster as well as a Houston real estate expert, and he's got a passion for productivity and optimizing time. On today's show, Chris is going to share how we can do more with less, how we can overcome failure without the loss of our enthusiasm, and five productivity hacks to implement today. So welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Great to be here. Tell me, what was it about productivity that really was was of interest to you? Was it something that you'd, you'd always had developed as a child or you fi- found that as you were uh, in business and just work and life that uh, productivity was something that you, was of interest and you could see that this was something that many people were struggling with? Yeah, so I actually studied supply chain management back in university and that kind of got me started on thinking of how do I maximize time? How do I become more efficient, do more? with less. And so I always started thinking this way. And even when it came to cooking, you know, meal prepping, making large quantities of food, all of those things really played into it. And it started to make more sense when I started to work for myself because I was no longer trading time for money. And the more that I could accomplish, the more I could reap the financial rewards in less time. So it kind of got started over the last few years. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, when you think about um, just different systems and processes, and you mentioned, you know, kind of from cooking, every action and, and even where you place food and where you set up, if you look at it kind of, I guess, through an engineering point of view, every system can support you or it can take more time depending on those kind of things. Do you find Absolutely. that you now kind of look at everything through that lens? Because once you've got an awareness of it, <laughs> you're always keep, well, like, actually, if I do that better and just tweak that, that it can make a small difference, but when you add that all up during your day, week, months, and so on, it can make a huge difference, can't it? Right. I find myself doing it almost too often. And even sometimes there's beauty in the inefficiencies, right? My friend wants to go meet somewhere and it's very far away. And I'm like, you know, it's so far away. Do we have to go all the way there? And 
It doesn't even make sense logistically for them because it's all so far from them. But then sometimes I have to be like, hey, Chris, be a normal person. Drive 30 minutes to meet your friend at this random place. And so I do find myself always thinking that way of, hmm, I'm about to do this thing that's very inefficient. How can I do it faster? How can I do less work and accomplish the same goal? It's almost in a way you're trying to be lazy, but in a way it's you're, you're being smart, not lazy. I don't like the word lazy. Yeah, I, I like can. the word efficient. So- <laughs> yeah, it's like lazy. It's not lazy. It's it's efficient because one of the things like yeah. years ago, you know, when I was doing coaching and learning all these method me, different modalities, was we all have a system, and and you can give it. Um, I guess the scenario is if you always brush your hair or brush your teeth with your right hand, try doing it with your left or the opposite hand, and that kind of thing. We get used to doing certain things, and we can change that. Um, you know, just change one small thing it can make us you know a real difference in 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 kind of outcome but let's talk about how to do more with less give us a bit of context are you talking about um do more with less time less uh, resources or, or all of those things absolutely so really all of those things i do have some tips on just general productivity for all entrepreneurs, and I have five that I like to cover, but I've learned so many more. I know how you are the podcasting queen. I like to think of myself as the productivity king in a way because I'm always finding new hacks, new technology, ways to automate things, even setting up an appointment using booking links and things like that to eliminate the back and forth. And so really it's just life efficiency and Mm -hmm. business efficiency. Anything that you can do more efficiently will benefit you and buy you more time to focus on things that you either want to or need to do. What I love about um, this particular point, and we're talking obviously about productivity here, this is probably something that you hear many people, if I only had more time, I would be more productive. If I only had, had, but that's actually a myth, isn't it? Because we all have 24 hours in a day and it depends on how we're managing that. What would you say is the biggest aha that many people have when it comes to productivity and maybe even some of the myths, the things that you see people doing that's going to continue to inhibit the productivity increase? It comes down to mindset, right? A lot of things come down to mindset. And I've heard a lot of people use that line of, I don't have time. And to be fair, there are a lot of people that are busy, but I believe it's something that is called, is it uh, Parkinson's law where however much time you allot to a certain task, you're going to take that much time. So if I say I'm going to spend four hours on this blog post, it's going to somehow take me four hours. If I give myself one hour to do that thing, I'm going to get it done in one hour. It may not be as great. It may not be as detailed, but chances are it's going to be pretty good. And so I would encourage people to really shift their mindset at the very beginning. If you don't have time, evaluate, take stock of what do you spend your time on? Are you watching two episodes of Netflix a night? Are you maybe driving out of your way to an appointment that could have been a Zoom call? Those are all areas where you could streamline and buy yourself time back. So first step, get the mindset part right, because you probably have more time than you think. I always um, I remember in the career industry, we would often, a lot of our colleagues would say to one another, you know, if we're developing a resume or something like that for someone, unless there is a firm deadline, uh, then it's kind of we just kept pushing it out and pushing right. it out. And so the worst thing someone can say to you in that instance is, oh, whenever you can, you know, whenever you can. 
And that's yes. something as mindful for ourselves to put deadlines on it, beware of where we are kind of wasting our time. You know, we often think, oh, look, I'll just dive into Facebook for five minutes. Wow. <laughs> or whatever. I'll just do this for five Famous minutes. Famous last words, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we're diving in, which I think is just so mindful as well. But let's then talk about overcoming failure without a loss of enthusiasm because I know in business and entrepreneurship there is a lot of risk uh, around yes. different ideas and things like that but this has often obviously been something that's been really important for you so what are some lessons here that you can share absolutely so i would say this kind of comes down to mindset in a way too because you know i know a lot of people that are perfectionists and they they don't like to release a product that's not perfect and doesn't have their blessing and and that results in them not releasing that much information if they're trying to produce a blog for example they're trying to make that one thing perfect and they're not able to just iterate. There's a quote that says, I never, I never, what is it? I never fail. I either win or learn. I believe it's something along the lines of that. And if you can look at it that way, you take each failure as just a learning. Okay. It didn't work this way. How can I tweak it? Let me try it again and change a variable keep on doing that. And then 10 failures, failures or mistakes will result in figuring something out. And especially with sales or any kind of thing, when you're starting a business, and I saw this for my first you know, three months in real estate, I didn't get any deals. I didn't know if anything was working, if people would trust me. And then I just kept on showing up and then people saw that and they saw that I was not gonna quit no matter what, no matter how many doors got slammed in the face or how many no's I got. And it really helps to build that thick skin in a way because if you just continue to outfail the competition, there will be a certain percentage of people that drop off because they just can't take the rejection and they just can't take the repeated failures, which are again, lessons. And so you'll by default surpass so many people that just can't stay in it for the long run. It's such a brilliant insight. And I think for many of us who have experienced failure and and making mistakes and, you know, I, I can't remember the quote, so I'm not going to paraphrase it because I know I'm going to get it wrong, but it's <laughs> the mistakes you make can often be the greatest milestones, what I call milestones and markers. Right. It, but it really depends, again, on what you said, which is so important, your mindset. How are you going to look at that? Are you going to look at that as a woe is me, you know, and use it for a real stick at, at, on your back? Or are you going to say to yourself, well, this is interesting. This has happened a couple of times. What are we not doing that I have to start doing? What can I change? What what support do I need? If we go in it to it with a mind of curiosity, it can become our greatest learning and our, our greatest, uh, you know, foundation upon which we grow. And that, that will take, yeah, you know, reviewing that and then taking those learnings from that. But let's dive in. I'm sure people are still yeah, let's do it. So let's, let's dive into these five productivity hacks so that we can start implementing today. What's, what's hack number one? Awesome. So I do have a couple of notes I just want to refer to because I have five hacks that I've created a guide for and that's accessible. I'll give the link at the end. Uh, and I, if we have time, I can even throw in a couple of new bonuses that have been very game changer for me in my business in real estate. And so my first hack, and this is something that I learned probably two or three years ago at this point, is to really learn during your downtime by listening to podcasts and audiobooks. Mm -hmm. Because I can't tell you how long I spent listening to music that I loved. I love music. I've played the drums for years. But at the end of the day, if I've heard a song 500 times and I'm listening to songs that I've heard over and over again... I could be better using that time to learn something new that will get me further in my field of interest, or maybe even I could learn something interesting or even listen to a story. 
I could do anything other than listen to the same songs over and over and over again. So that would be my first hack to really make sure you're taking advantage of downtime when you're driving, when you're jogging on a treadmill, riding a bike. You can really make it more entertaining in a way, because if you're running, for example, outside, you can't really watch a YouTube video. You can listen to music or you can listen to something and really keep your mind engaged while you're you know, putting miles on the pavement. Such a great, uh, great tip. And I remember hearing one of my former mentors, Michael Hyatt, who said he's a reader, you know, leaders are readers, but right. he never actually reads a physical book. His is audio, uh, audio books. And you know what I love about that and li- listening to podcasts as well and even, you know, watching videos, but probably listening to podcasts more is what people don't realise you can actually speed up. Yeah. Quality, you know, the sound, um, the pace. And so I will often listen to people to one and a half speed or double speed. It's a pity we can't do that in real life. You know, some people right. like, kind of just um, as <laughs> they talk a little slowly. You're like, wish I could fast forward a little bit. <laughs> you know, but it's good because you, you, you realize that even just one or two things that you can take away um, from that and it gives you insights into something that you may not have even thought about. Even I love listening to other people in different industries, industries that have absolutely, in fact, I do that regularly, industries that have absolutely no correlation to what I'm doing because some of the things that they do and something, how can I use that in my, you know, in, in my right. But and, and be mindful, I think this is the most important thing, be mindful of what we're allowing our attention and focus to be on. Is it empowering? Is it, you know, feeding our soul, so to speak, and our, and, and our um, intellect? Or is it, yeah, you know, doing the negative? And I know for many of us uh, who tend not to watch the news, this has been an interesting year. So <laughs> not, not listen to the news, turn that off. Right. And listen to podcasts. So there Absolutely. You go. And I, I know this is right around the presidential debate. I've been hearing everyone make fun of the US presidential debate. I didn't even watch it. I kind of already anticipated it wouldn't be that great. Um, I was working. I was finding leads for my business. I was creating content, right? So really turn the news off. You're not going to hear anything but negativity and it's going to make you pick sides and you know, yeah. get angry for no reason at people. So you find you're very calm. Today I did meditation outside. I had no idea what happened in the world today. It's almost like an ignorance is bliss, but I also choose to focus on the positive. So great, great point that you meant there. Yeah, choose to focus on what... Um, you can and and, and obvious what what is going to be helpful. What's the second hack? Yeah, so the second hack, and I guess this this was more relevant before COVID. I know a lot of people are doing things remotely and from home, but I still do this. I carry a backpack or a bag with essentials everywhere I go. And some of the things that I keep in my backpack include um, headphones. I don't, these are my podcast headphones, but I'll keep portable Bluetooth headphones that are charged up so I can make hands-free phone calls or listen to a podcast. Like I said, downtime is very is a very big thing that I like to take advantage of. So say you're getting your oil changed in your car or something like that, where you've got to probably, unless you have an assistant to do that for you, which is could be another hack and you have to do it yourself, you don't get stuck watching the trash television that's on in the lobby or reading some kind of magazine that has nothing to do with things that you're interested in. You can pull a good book out of your bag or you might have your laptop or a notebook with you where you're able to utilize that one or two hours. Sometimes you know the waits can be long depending on what service you're getting or where you're at. 
And I really take time to carry healthy snacks, right? If I'm getting hungry and I'm stuck somewhere, I don't go eat the donuts or whatever's on the counter. I've got water, snacks, a book, maybe an iPad or a notebook, and I can start to brainstorm ideas. And so that is my second hack is to keep a bag of what I would call essentials so that you're not caught. If you ever have to pull off and you're stuck in traffic, you can make use of that time, pull into a coffee shop, wait for traffic to die out and get some work done. You know, it's interesting you should say that because I'm a notebook kind of gal. I mean, I love my technology, yep. but I, I've got notebooks. Hang on, where are we here? I have and mine too. I remember sometimes um, if I've taken a different bag and I didn't have a notebook, I actually uh. had to go to a stationery shop and get a notebook. <laughs> <laughs> because I would be writing on receipts. And it's one of those yeah. things. I have found, and let me ask you this, and, and I mean, obviously here in Melbourne, we haven't been able to do that. But if I go to different environments, often I'm far more productive. Um, right. Because, you know, there's certain different noises and everything. It's just a different space that, you, that you're working on. And it's amazing how even just jotting down some notes, some ideas that you can pick up and dive deeper into down, down the track. And yeah. I'll just journal, you know, so something from today, 3.01 p.m. I went, I went into a coffee shop. I sat outside. Uh, a lot of places are open, just, you know, socially distanced tables and whatnot. And I just put something like, it's beautiful outside. I pulled over near this fountain off of this street to meditate and get some work done. Now I'm at this coffee shop. I enjoyed a $6 coffee and I'm not even concerned. It was a little pricey, but I was like, I had, you know, I was writing down affirmations. I have 1,000 times the income on the way. Yeah. So it's all coming to me passively. I just, you know, write things down that I'm feeling or thinking. And it doesn't even have to be business related all the time. Oh, absolutely. I remember when my children were younger and I would be driving, you know, when you feel, well, you may, people may not know this, but often we feel <laughs> like because we're driving, picking them up from school, driving one to this and one to the other. And I took the time, even, I, I, I mean, I'm an INFJ, you know, for us introverts, we just don't do small talk. So I just never <laughs> really not that there's anything wrong with small talk. If you love talk, small talk, go for your life. But for me, I never did. So I would take um, course books because I was doing a, a counselling um, diploma at that stage. And then my one of my daughters um, had um, karate. And so I right. did a lot of study and just taking notes whilst I was in the car. I got so much done in that time. It was quiet. Um, you know, I was on my own. She was in the studio and never discredit 15 minutes, half an hour, because all of those added up, um, yeah, can really make a huge difference, which is what you're talking about today. Absolutely. Take that one with you. Take you advantage might, of it. You know, you might have that next million-dollar idea, and if you just let it go in one ear and out, you know, the thought and haven't captured that, that's something then that you miss out on. So Absolutely. Here, uh, Chris, let me just share. I don't know who the name is. But unfortunately, your name's not coming through, but focus on the positive. Don't listen to the news. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Love notebooks too. Yes. And uh, they agree, Chris. Affirmations are <laughs> on. Yes, okay. they are. Yes, they are. Awesome. So three, hack number three. So hack number three, and this is one that I've really started to make use of lately, is to outsource or delegate tasks that are not mission critical. And of course, you have to define those things for you and for your business. And sometimes you don't want to do certain things. You have to do them, but you don't want to personally do them. Those are great things to outsource. Find a virtual assistant on a site like Upwork.com. I have a personal assistant. I have three assistants that assist with um, creating YouTube video thumbnails and editing videos and editing my podcast. Those were all things that I spent 
two years doing all on my own. And it was very time consuming. I, you know, I got good at making thumbnails, but it would take me 30, you know, there's better uses of my time than making a YouTube thumbnail. And that allows me to create more content, to focus on more lead generating in my business, having more relationships, conversations with people like yourself, while my podcast team is editing other interviews and conversations, right? So I'm buying myself time and I'm opening, I'm duplicating myself in a way where I've got people working on things that I was previously spending my time on. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about uh, mission critical because I would yeah. I mean, my just spoken about there about outsourcing delegating so so important but something that you mentioned and I think it's so true sometimes we don't recognize well what are the mission critical so what were some of the things that helped you discern look this is better use of my time because sometimes we're actually skilled in that you might have become quite right uh, yet, as you said, you've got to come to that realization where, look, a conversation that could turn into an interview where I'm impacting people with my message because people need to hear that versus let's get my, you know, my podcast uh, edited. What what did you go through and, and how did you get to the realization? And then thirdly, um, sometimes delegating can be difficult, letting go of something. So yes. You can share on those areas would be helpful too, I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So to answer the question on on my mission critical things, it took some time to define that. And I, I wrote it down in my journal and also random tip, but I heard this on a podcast. If you have sketch paper where you don't have any lines, you're not confined. You can draw pictures, you can draw process maps. So I've done a lot of great brainstorming where I'm not kind of confined in the lines of a notebook, but one of the ideas that I had was I was journaling one day and I said, okay, right now, my highest use and my highest revenue task is generating leads for real estate, either people who'd like to buy a house, sell a house, rent an apartment. Those are my high commission dollar tasks. And basically, I'm just focusing on business development, content creation. Those are my main things. The more content I put out there, the more lives that I touch, the more value that I add, the more people will want to work with me and they'll reach out with me. They'll reach out to me rather. And so I kind of define that if I had to do just one thing, it would be to create content. I would just be making videos, updating my stories, posting on every platform possible. Like you are here with the uh, using StreamYard. I actually just heard of StreamYard recently. I have to definitely wow. use that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I got in on the beta level. So I knew that's it was awesome. Yeah, I was recently on another show where she had StreamYard as well. And I'm like, wait, you can do all this and be on multiple platforms. And it's, it's an incredible tool for that omnipresence. But I made that realization that that is the most the most valuable use of my time because the more content I put out there, it's scalable. While yeah. I'm sleeping, someone's consuming my content. They're going into my funnels. They're subscribing for my free guide, growing my email list. And that meant that I wanted to ruthlessly delegate and outsource everything else. Yeah. I may be good at... Do that then. Once you had that realization, so I would imagine... Right. The was quite easy because you recognize it would allow you to do the things that really kind of filled your soul, isn't it? Getting it out there, connecting and having those conversations. Exactly, exactly. And I love that I just write so many things down because I can literally refer back to it. So during another brainstorming session, I was thinking, what are all of the things that I'm doing that I don't want to do anymore? And I'll see if I could find it, but it was quite some time ago. I started to find assistants and I even have my assistant book my haircuts. I ask her, hey, can you please book a haircut for next Monday in the afternoon? Check my calendar, find a good time. She has my login information for certain things where she's able to book for me and she yeah. adds it to my calendar. 
And the same thing with cleaning your house, cutting your grass, even meal prepping. I used to cook in bulk, but now I've been using services or going to places like we have a place called Snap Kitchen. And you can buy pre-made healthy meals that are uh, they fit the macronutrients that you need to hit for your different health targets. People may look at that as expensive, like, oh my gosh, that's 12 US dollars for this tiny plate. I see it as buying myself time. I'm like that's not $12. That's first of all, that's healthy food, but that's also saving me one hour of time of cutting vegetables and cooking stuff and cleaning dishes and all those things. Go out shopping and get that in the first place. Yeah, so I eliminate shopping that way. I eliminate dishes, the time to cook. And in that time, if I even spend $12 on a meal, what if I got a deal where I made $10,000 and I do that and I can just keep on repeating the process, focus on the high dollar, outsource all the other things. And if you're making more money, it shouldn't matter that you're paying other people to do these things that you could be doing, but are not quite the best use of your time. Yeah. And also too, I mean, you're, you're contributing to the economy. Right. You're- you're helping someone grow their business because their passion is cooking. You know? Absolutely. And, um, and then, I mean, you could just amplify that and so that goes for cleaning, that goes for all sorts of different things. Yeah, and, and my virtual assistants, I've got four based out of the Philippines and I pay them pretty well. Like compared to the standard, I think I'm paying like double in some cases and and I don't mind. They do a great job. They're very communicative and I want I want to be like, you know, one of their best clients that they work with. So that maybe they prioritize my work, right? (laughs) And I'd imagine when you add all of those things up, it adds significant time to your week because what we don't often realise and when we talk about, well, what's the cost of you continuing to do that activity which you don't enjoy doing? And often what we do is we just look at the time that we're spending on that activity. But it's also the the worry of that activity that because I I'll use the example of bookkeeping. I remember one of yeah. my clients years ago. Oh, yeah, I need to do that. Need to do that. But it was the thinking. Oh, I've got to do that next week. And that that energy that you hang on to it that is that's expending energy. You know, and that is, is to the cost and and just getting it systematized and off your plate opens up lots of uh, opportunities. Now I believe. Now hang on, hang on. Someone's just made a comment here. Yes, hello. Fresh is fantastic. Fresh and affordable, much cheaper much than that. And I Fresh is here in Australia. I don't know if you've got that. Yeah, I believe we do. I haven't tried them yet. I, I think that one may be like Blue Apron, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, where they send you the ingredients. So I, I've gotten so efficient, I won't say lazy. I don't even want to have to put the ingredients together and cook it. I just want it to be microwaved in five, you know, three minutes and then I'm done. But those oh, are all I great options. Take the lid off this thing. It's not uh. done. <laughs> <laughs> I now, I believe that was uh, hack number three. Are we up to hack number four now? Yes, yes. We're on hack number four. And I was going to mention one more thing on hack number mm-hmm. three is that it does take some time to get this mindset because, I mean, my parents, I, I didn't grow up poor, but I didn't grow up rich. We were very middle class, you know, uh, hardworking parents, never really had to ask for anything. I had what I needed. But they did have some scarcity minded thinking in a way. And I tell them this, I give them a hard time all the time. But they would always be like, Mowing your own lawn? Yeah, mow your lawn, do your dishes. Why are you paying someone to clean the house? You know, $20 an hour. That's, I could do that, you know, like, and you have to really just understand, mom, like, mom, I'm, it's, I know it seems expensive and like a waste of money, but I'm thinking bigger now, you know, like a business owner. I can't be, if I'm thinking like the CEO, I can't be all of these different things all the time if I want to scale. 
But hack number four is to batch the tasks that you can't outsource. And so I really should find a personal assistant who's here locally who can go run errands for me, you know, change the oil in my car, uh, pick up dry cleaning or laundry, those kinds of things. But sometimes you may have to do some things yourself, believe it or not. <laughs> and so I really recommend batching those tasks. And one of the examples I have in my, in my free guide is say you have a friend who wants to meet up for lunch and then you were planning on dropping off, you know, your dry cleaning to the, the cleaners, instead of doing those things at different times of day, where maybe you're driving, coming back home, driving again, batch them and just do them back to back, you know, drop off this. And this seems obvious, but you'd be surprised, especially if you do a lot of driving, a lot of people do things inefficiently where they spent two hours driving when they could have just combined three things and eliminated an hour of drive time. What I love about batching too, that you, you mentioned about, you know, tasks that perhaps you can't outsource at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think batching like-minded tasks, even the tasks that you need to do. Absolutely. Uh, it is really uh, efficient. It, it's, it's, it's really encouraging efficiency. And I believe it's even been proven from neuroscience that when you are performing a certain task and you use a part of the brain to do that, like if you're doing all of your writing, batch all of the writing creativity, right. if you to write an article, then do a t telephone call, then have a meeting because someone's interrupted you or whatever, that will really drain your energy far quicker than if you batched like-minded tasks that you use certain aspects of your brain. Like, that's what I do. I batch all my interviews um, every, you know, once a month now and, and content creations on a certain day, that kind of thing. It makes a huge difference. It really does. It really does. And just to take that back, like I mentioned before, I have a supply chain background in to take that back to the manufacturing side, for example, if they're if the shop floor is manufacturing a certain tool, there are costs and there's time associated with setting up to produce that one tool, right? So it may take them one hour of setup time to start to run these certain kinds of parts. And if they want to make a different kind of tool, they have to spend another hour changing the setup. And so once you're set up, like you said, record three, four episodes back to back or spend two hours writing three or four blog posts, just knock them all out. Make a huge difference. I remember years ago when I was in my pay job, I was uh, office manager and we had an open, open, um, you know, office environment. So the managing director and so forth was there too. But out in the factory, they were fabricating, say, um, sail shade cloths for, you know, structures. And mm -hmm. we'd often have our manager who'd be doing brainstorming, oh, we're going to do this or, oh, we're going to do that. And I remember the foreperson came out and said, if he is coming out that door, I said, tackle him because he comes <laughs> out there, we need to switch over. And just what you've said, that yes. means, you know, the thread, the different machines, and that costs money. And it frustration, does. a cost can be for your team too. So be mindful about um, allowing them to batch their tasks too so that you're not kind of swapping and changing all of the time. Love that hack. So, so good. What's hack number five? Hack number five is to work in time chunks to maintain focus. And I'm sure you've heard of this. There's something called the Pomodoro technique. There's different kinds of techniques and timing where you literally can set a timer on your phone for something like 25 minutes or 30 minutes and be very efficient. Have your phone on do not disturb or silent. Go all in on that task. Don't let calls or emails or texts distract you. And if you're recording a podcast, do that one thing. If you're writing a blog post, it, it's very hard in today's day and age because we're always looking at our phone, what came up on social media, who commented on the live video in real time, right? It's easy to glance because we have so many screens. 
And so just training your mind and just staying focused. I mean, that's been one of my biggest things is my girlfriend and I have been sitting there for lunch and she'll see me uh, look at my phone as a friend calls me and not answer. I'm that serious about it where I'm like, you didn't answer the the call. (laughs) You know what I do is I actually turn my phone or my device over. I do too. I have to. Like, so, oh, who who was that? You know, that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden it's distracting. But, and I think it's such a good, I mean, we almost have gotten to the stage that we're so reactive and responsive and that is such that can cause stress we may not realize it it all the time not to mention stress because if you're sitting opposite your girlfriend boyfriend husband wife you know family member and you're constantly uh having a conversation it's 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 yeah not going to be very endearing to them you know if your your uh, attention is uh yeah distracted loved all of these hacks you know you thank you You've created a resource where people can access this. What's the best way for them to connect? And I'm sure people would love to, to get access to, to this resource. Yes. Yeah, so you can actually go to chrisbello.com and that's C-H-R-I-S-B as in boy, E-L-L-O.com slash free. And that will redirect you to chrisbello.com slash productivity. I realize productivity is kind of a long word to spell. So if you do chrisbello.com slash free, you'll be able to access this free guide. And it's, you know, 18 pages, has some nice photos, has a little more detail than what I talked about today. And of course, I'll probably be updating it soon because I have so many more hacks that I want to provide. I'm just, I just love talking about it mm-hmm. because I like bragging about all the time. Today, I, I feel like I didn't do anything, but I was so efficient that I created my schedule in a way where I got to go to the gym, get lunch outside with my girlfriend. I stopped at a park to meditate. I didn't have any appointments until the afternoon and evening. And I created my schedule in a way where I get to live the life that I actually want to live. And and you get to a stage where you almost as because we're you know as as business owners entrepreneurs we're kind of driven you know and we almost yes. get, there is a stage where in that sitting it's kind of I need I feel like I need to be doing something is that no always systems and and sometimes you know the and I love the way that you've said you've got books you know notebooks that don't ha- even have lines sometimes it's in that downtime and you talked about meditation sometimes it's in that that doodling just making down some notes and writing a pot you know listening to a podcast that can really shape your thinking because and then, then your thinking shapes the actions that you take those don't don't discredit those downtimes either because they could feed you you know the, the ideas and the creativity that when you're on you're on and that's what right and hacks allow you to do so that you're far more productive something that could take you hours can now take you an hour which means you've you know you've opened up all of this other time um just for some self-care i think is really important too so i agree yeah, yeah. Love that conversation. So once again, chrisbello.com. And if you want to get access to the free forward slash free, and then that'll, that'll take you to uh, that productivity, all of the hacks with uh, some more detail there too. And of course, you're going to be updating that shortly with the other things that you've you've been able to identify, which is great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank I know you. That, uh, I'm going just to look at my day as well and think, okay, what am I doing that, that, uh, <laughs> or what am I not? doing that Chris has uh, suggested so that I can continue to increase my efficiency too because what I find that it impacts my energy yes and that's one of the first things that can often go can't it as an entrepreneur and uh, someone has said great tips thanks very much you are welcome we'll have You're to go very back. welcome 
LinkedIn <laughs> to see who's been commenting so that we can do it. Can I drop a bonus tip if we have some time? Please, go ahead. Awesome. Go. So the bonus tip that's been, I, I don't know, I should be like a stock owner or something in the company because I've been such an avid raving fan. Maybe if they have an affiliate program, I need to create a link, but I don't have any affiliate links or anything. But um, Calendly has been amazing. I know there's different booking softwares, but I've been using Calendly.com. And I actually listened to the episode on how I built this as well. Great podcast. But basically, you can create custom booking links. And now, if anyone wants to even pick my brain on a phone call, hey, Chris, are you free for a call? I have a link where they can book a call. And there's a three-hour delay. So I'm not interrupting my time immediately to answer the call but they're getting a spot on my calendar. And so I've got buyer consultation link, a, a seller consultation link, a podcast booking link, and you can set rules. So for example, my podcast interviews, I'm only allowing two interviews a week instead of getting five people booking in the same week. And it's creating flexibility in my schedule without me having to even think about it. Yeah, so that's a bonus well. tip. Something that I'm going to look into a little bit further in, in that is that I believe that you can set up some automated emails that when yes. someone's booking for whatever, that you can send subsequent emails, which I think is fantastic, whether it's a podcast interview that you're doing or whether, you know, you said you've scheduled a call um, with someone, um, that's all set up on the back end. So, and it's one of those things that you don't know what you don't know. So, it's important. <laughs> right. And look at these different resources, but I use Calendly and uh, I can certainly recommend that that is a, a great resource as well. It's certainly been a life changer for me. Well, thanks once again. And thank you for the bonus tips. Five thank hours. Thank you. Plus <laughs> And uh, we're certainly going to, that. those alone, I, I would imagine, going to save hours in a oh, week. Oh, absolutely. Hours absolutely. Times that by, you know, your, your months over a year and oh my goodness and a lifetime yeah a lifetime yeah. well thank you once again for having me on it's been great to connect with you and i know we just got to connect as well your our episode is going to go live with with your interview on my show the entrepreneur motivation podcast so thanks once again for having me on you're welcome chris you've been listening to industry thought leader podcast Brought to you by Industry Thought Leader Academy. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to stand out, be heard and become an influential voice in your industry? Access our free 5-day Money, Marketing and Mindset Boost Masterclass. Go to www.industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. That's industrythoughtleaderacademy.com forward slash masterclass. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.